Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Mixmax. With Mixmax, you know exactly who opened your email and when. Schedule meetings in one email with the Google Calendar integration. Templates and sequences mean you can create the perfect email with one click. Other features include built-in automatic reminders and integration with leading CRM providers. To same time and get more out of Gmail, head on over to MixMax.com. It's also brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Head on over to TechSiteBuilder.com to learn more. All right, guys, today my guest is Dave Greenbaum of Dr. Dave Computer Repair, and he's going to talk to us all about automation. So he's going to talk about how he connects different apps to each other, how he can uh, help smooth over his client interactions, uh, and how he uses um, apps to automate his marketing along with a lot of other stuff. We're going to geek out on all of that. Also, he's going to talk to us about his experience with uh, AdWords and also the cool new uh, t-shirt design that he has for his business. Um, all that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then select see first so that the live stream, the live video will jump to the top of your news feed and you can join us live as we record this so we can interact with you and have some fun on Facebook. Also, don't forget about the computer business marketing newsletter. That's where you can go to get a weekly digest of tips and tricks on how to uh, market your uh, computer business in different ways. So you can um, get the latest podcast episode that shows up there. We also have a curated list of different posts from around the internet uh, that are uh, related to marketing and can give you some marketing tips and tricks. Then we also have the latest uh, posts from the Facebook group, which is an active group of computer business owners talking about marketing on Facebook. And finally, we end every newsletter with the uh, tip of the week. So that is just a little tip there uh, to, uh, you know, kind of give you uh, inspiration. And actually, the tip of the week in this week's newsletter um, sparked a discussion in the Facebook group. So that was kind of cool. Um, so it is something that can get you thinking, you know, get the wheels turning and maybe give you a different perspective or um, make you think a different way. So all that's available if you just head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. Fill out the uh, the form at the top of the screen there, and you can get uh, the weekly computer business marketing newsletter for free um, uh, delivered to your inbox. So uh, definitely check that out. So today's uh, today's topic is kind of all about automating your business. Uh, so we're going to be talking about how to automate your business as far as marketing and some of the operations and, and how you can kind of get all of the different uh, pieces of your business talking to each other and to help us with that topic, we have Dave Greenbaum of Dr. Dave's Computer Repair. 
an old friend of the show who has been on a few times and is definitely a blast to have on, has lots of different ideas and lots of different things he's trying with his business. And uh, I'm real excited to have him on today to talk about automation because that's something he's very passionate about. And he's got a lot of different uh, automated connections going on between different things in his business. So we're going to dig into that. Uh, so, hey, Dave, how's it going? Um, how you been? Good, good. It's been a good week. How have you been? Uh, I've been good. Very busy, but uh, very productive. So I like, you know, sometimes you're busy and you feel like you're, the, the wheels are spinning, but you're not getting anywhere. Uh, this week was busy, but I was actually getting somewhere. So I wasn't on the uh, the proverbial hamster wheel. I was actually like traveling, <laughs> which was nice. Uh, so I'm making headway on a few different projects. That's good. Um, and so uh, Paco, unfortunately, is sick today, so he won't be joining us as the co-host for this episode. But uh, Dave, I thought it'd be cool if you kind of stepped into that role a little bit, since you are actively running a computer business and uh, have lots of stuff going on over there. If you kind of want to just get us uh, caught up in what's going on in your world and maybe some things that have happened recently uh, in your business. Sure, sure. Well, it was, it's been great. Usually October is slow for me. It has been crazy busy. Um, I always called it the October slowdown and I'm still waiting for the October slowdown and I guess I have six days left. So <laughs> I'm considering that I'm, I'm ahead of the game there. So even if right. um, no one calls in the next week, I'll, st- I'll still be ahead of any October I've ever had in 15 years. So I, I can't complain about that. Um, what would you attribute that to? Do you, do you know? You know, part of it is we, we're doing a couple new things. Um, after going to the IT um, owner's compass, I talking with people, talking about a little bit more sales. I tend not to like being a sales guy. I have this real allergy towards sales, but I realized to grow my business, I've got to step out of my comfort zone. So after discussions, what I've done, and this is actually going to be automated to an extent, is I'm going back into repair shopper and looking, okay, every client that I service this day in the last year, have I seen them in a year? So if I haven't seen them, I just call them up and I say, hey, how are things going? Um, They either answer, um, oh, it's going terrible. I I was actually meaning to give you a call. Like, hey, I got my schedule in front of me. Let's talk. Or it's, you know, everything's going awesome. And I say, do you want to keep it that way? Would you like a wellness checkup to uh, prevent and um, predict future problems. I can set that up for you. And I get about 50% of the people saying yes. Wow, so that's great. we're doing a lot of these checkups and we get, uh, we're starting an MSP type program, a wellness program. So we're able to sell some of that as well as prepayments for future service. That has been, that has just been phenomenal. Um, nice. I can't believe yeah. I could just kick myself for not <laughs> doing that about, Oh, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, the other thing is I've been doing a little bit more with Google AdWords and I can track, I am based out of Lawrence, which is a suburb of Kansas City. And now it's time to go into the big major metropolitan area and start competing with a lot of big companies over a large area. So I've been doing Google AdWords and I've been getting some business off of that. It's just between really those two things, that's enough to push a slow October to a very busy October. Awesome. So I, I heard that um, you're having some interesting results from your AdWords campaign. Oh, we get we get tire kickers, we get negotiators, we get the. I have a quick question. I don't want to pay for it, but can you answer it? That type. I mean, they don't quite put it that way, but that's right. really what they're asking. I just have a quick question for you. 
okay, do, what is this problem? Well, I'd have to take a look at it. Well, are you going to charge me for that? Yes, I do charge for stuff like that. Yeah. So, but it has created at least connections with people. So even if I don't have anything billable for them right now, they're going to remember who I am. And when they actually have a problem that they're willing to pay for, then they know who to call or they'll talk right. to a friend or something like that. So definitely a lot more hits on the website, a lot more phone calls. Great. Now is, and, and that's something I'm sure you can experiment with like the, the copy of, of the ad and stuff to maybe um, target the type of client you're looking for a little bit better. Yeah. I talked with Jeff Hallish and he has some of the negative keywords and I realized negative keywords are almost more important than the positive keywords. When I went in and kind of did it myself, I was realizing electronics is not a good keyword because I got a gentleman that was upset that we couldn't fix his car. And I kept wondering, why is he asking about his car? It's like, I, I, do you want us to come on site? Well, I can't exactly drive over there because the car's not working. It, it took me a while to figure out. Yeah. It was something with the computer and the car and the fuel injectors. And I said, no, we work on Macs and PCs. I had someone ask about their GPS. I had someone ask about a treadmill. We, <laughs> that's when and they were right. all electronics they were all, i mean they were all computers so i, I can't right. totally fault them for that but yeah you need to really hone in on that so last week i honed in on a lot of keywords and removed the negative keyword of you know iphone repair screen repair electronics a bunch of those things and i have been getting a lot better calls coming in so for the uninitiated negative keywords are basically you're saying like um you know, you, you're targeting certain keywords that you're going to show your ad's going to show up for, but then you also want to not show up for certain combinations of words or something like correct. that. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So electronics was one, even though kind of computers are electronics, that word electronics generally means something that isn't a computer. Same thing with right. screen repair uh, that you want to, if I were doing laptops, I would include laptop screen repairs and then using a good keyword for iPhone, iPad, mobile, Samsung. But since I don't do laptop repairs, that was really easy to put as a, a negative keyword for screen repair. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so uh, sounds like that's working out for you. And that's one yeah. of those things you just kind of tweak over time and, and, and figure it out and, uh, and it gets better. Um, anything else uh, going on in the old uh, Dr. Dave headquarters over there? Well, we got new, people can't see it unless they're on the Facebook Live, new shirts. We have bowling shirts now. That's very I cool. had polo shirts for a long time, and I've been getting really good reviews on the the bowling shirts. People are like, that's something different. I'm usually used to seeing golf shirts. It kind of has our laid-back attitude. Uh, the other fun thing that I've been doing after reading a really great book on marketing, and I cannot remember the name of it. <laughs> I said it to you, but I can't remember the name of it. It was by Jay Bear. It was little things you can do, subtle things to make you different. And I started a couple weeks ago giving out lollipops at the end of a service call. Because what does a doctor do? They give out lollipops. And I have gotten a smile every single time. And I have never had anyone say no to a lollipop. <laughs> they might get a little upset we don't have the right flavor, but they're dumb, dumb lollipops. I bought a bag of 300 for 20 bucks. Best investment I ever made. I wonder if there's a way that you can like uh, put a, a, a coupon or an advertisement or something on the on the other side of the wrapper. So when they unwrap it and look at the other side of the wrapper, there's a little, little bonus. Yeah. I thought, I'll tell you, I thought about that, Yeah, but okay. I kind of felt like it would detract from the 
genuineness of, hey, here's a lollipop. I'm not asking no for anything attached. in return. Right. Just you've been good. You get a lollipop just just like if you were at the doctor or something like that. And yep. everyone so, gives a smile on their face for candy. And they're, they're gluten-free and they're vegetarian. So we don't have to worry about any allergies or anything like that. Yep. I, I bank with TD Bank. And that's something that, that they have when I go into a branch is they have lollipops there. They have, uh, it's a dog friendly bank and they have dog biscuits so I can bring my dog in. And so it, it's just makes you look forward to going there. Just a little subtle tweak to your business that differentiates you and can put a smile on a customer's face whenever possible. Very cool. All right. Um, so sounds like things are going good. Um, I think at this point we can um, transition if you have one uh, transition to the tech site builder question of the week, you are a tech site builder user. And uh, if you have a question about uh, how you can make your website better, go ahead and shoot. Awesome. So as I've been doing the AdWords, one of the things I need to know is, are people going to my website and just not calling? How effective is this ad? And someone said, I have to put in a Google tracking number. And I have no idea how to do that. And I would love to put that on my website. Yeah, so tracking codes um, are kind of almost a necessity these days. I mean, you need one for Google Analytics. You need probably a separate one for for AdWords. Uh, you need another one for the Facebook Pixel if you want to track people who are clicking Facebook ads. And the list goes on and on. Um, so you will probably, uh, if you want to do some of this this tracking of your marketing and stuff, you do want to have um, a few different uh, tracking codes that you put on your site, and all of these words that they use, tracking code, tracking pixel, um, whatever it's called, is basically just a, a little chunk of code that you can copy and paste from the service provider to your website. And normally they'll tell you one of two places to copy it, either in your header or um, it, at the bottom of your website, right below the closing body tag. Um, so if, if you're familiar with the way HTML websites are structured, um, my, dog, my dog is whining at me right now. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I skipped his walk earlier, so he's wanting uh -oh. me to take him, take him on a walk. Uh, <laughs> um, so the way uh, HTML is structured is the, uh, the page, the, the code will open with what's called the header code, and that's basically hidden code that tells the website browser what your website is about. That contains like the meta information that Google looks at to understand what your website's about. And that's where it like loads all the styling scripts and JavaScripts and stuff like that. So a lot of times that's where you want to place paste the code if they tell you to put it in the header. And then there's another uh, place towards the bottom of the site. Um, uh, the the actual content that people see and can read on your website is is contained in what's called the body tags. And then um, at, at the very bottom of that uh, is where you would put like some code that you want to run after the website renders. So um, there's certain types of code that needs to run after the website renders, and there's certain types of code that can run in the header before the website renders. So hopefully it'll tell you where to put that code. And then um, what you can do in Tech Site Builder is there's actually a spot under site settings where you can go and um, in the site settings menu at the bottom, it'll give you diff uh, two fields where you can enter uh, copy and paste code that will be put in your header and then copy and paste code that will be put in your at the bottom uh, of your page. Um, so uh, you can you could put as many blocks of code as you want in, in those sections. And if you're not on TechSite Builder, but you're using another host, you might want to contact your web developer or look at your WordPress theme and see if they give you um, areas where you can copy and paste that type of code. 
Um, but you can add as many tracking codes as you want to both of those areas. And, um, and it is definitely helpful, but keep in mind that if your users um, are blocking cookies or have some sort of ad blocker enabled, then that can affect the effectiveness of these tracking codes. So it might not be 100% accurate uh, as far as um, tracking folks who are blocking that type of stuff. But as we know, as, as IT folks, more often than not, users are not using that type of software. It's only us uh, uh, tech heads that are, that are actually using that type of blocking software. So for the most part, you'll be able to accurately track um, using that code. Uh, does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. So I was, as we were talking, I'm like, oh, there it is. Header scripts, footer scripts. Yay, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, and so we, we try to make it easy to do that in Tech Site Builder. Sometimes in other uh, WordPress themes and stuff, you have to go digging for where to put that. Or sometimes you have to actually go into the code and inject it into uh, the code of the site. So we try to make that easy in Tech Site Builder so you can just copy and paste and then get on with your day. There <laughs> we go. I already put it on there as we were talking. Excellent. So thank you for that. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, hey, if you want to easily insert code on your uh, in the header or footer of your website, check out Tech Site Builder. Just head over to techsitebuilder.com. I also want to mention our other sponsor, and that is uh, uh, the new sponsor that we're happy to have on board, which is MixMax. And that is a customer engagement and workflow automation application for small businesses. That's really just a fancy way of saying that it's a Gmail add-on. And uh, what, what you do is, is you install it in your Gmail, it connects with your Gmail, and then it gives your Gmail a bunch of extra features. It's built right into the Gmail interface. So if you're a heavy Gmail user, then uh, this is definitely something to look into. So it gives you a bunch of bunch more formatting buttons, some extra, you know, you could throw in tables, you could throw in nice formatted, like uh, rich um, uh, uh, snippets. So for example, if you paste in uh, a URL, it'll take it and turn it, it'll take the image from the URL, kind of like a Google search result, or actually kind of like if you were to paste it into Facebook and Facebook takes like an image and, and puts the title and a little description and stuff. It'll take the, the URLs you put in your, your uh, emails and turn it into like a rich kind of textual experience like that. You can add surveys, you can add um, uh, statistics and graphs and stuff in your, um, in your emails. Um, and that's just like 5% of what MixMax does. That's like kind of a side benefit, but the really powerful stuff that it does is it can help. Um, uh, one of the, the coolest features is it, it's a, it's a read tracker. So it'll uh, help you know when your email was opened by who, at what time, how many times. So you can kind of get some insights into uh, what's happening with your, um, your email and, uh, and you know, if it's getting received or not. Um, you can also schedule meetings. It integrates directly with Google Calendar. Um, you can set up email templates and uh, sequences. So if you know there's a question you get all the time in email and you don't want to type out the answer every time, you could set up a template. You just click a button and it'll send that template. And then it could send an automated sequence. So once, you know, kind of like a, a MailChimp or something. So once that email goes out, then you could can send up some follow-ups automatically. Um, other things it can do, it can... Uh, connect directly to Salesforce or Pipedrive if you use any of those as your CRM. Um, it can also uh, create uh, rules and workflow automation, which is something we're going to get into later in this episode. Um, so it can uh, help you increase your productivity. Uh, so all of that is available in MixMax. Head on over to MixMax.com. You can get started for free. So there's a free tier. You can kind of play around with some of the features there and, uh, and learn why MixMax will be a game changer for your business. 
Again, head over to mixmax.com. Alrighty. Uh, as you guys uh, already know, I have Dave Greenbaum of Dr. Dave Computer Repair. Uh, you might know him from, you know, the different Facebook groups, the IT Owners Compass. He also writes for Lifehacker and Technibble. Uh, you've, if you read Technibble, you've probably read one of his posts. Uh, he posts, uh, has lots of posts published over there. Um, and he's also a frequent guest on the show. Uh, so we're going to have him on to talk uh, about automation. So uh, hello again, and uh, hey, welcome back. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. Great to be here. So yeah, I am uh, I am insanely lazy is what it comes down to, uh, <laughs> and cheap, which is a really great combination if you want to try to do automation, because the less I have to do, um, the more I can bill, and the less repetitive tasks I have to worry about. So I got on that automation bandwagon pretty early. Um, in particular with ift, which is if this, then that, which I, I started with, and then I moved over to Zapier. Those are my two main big automation things, but really. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious really quick. Um, sure. I've never used if this, then that. I only use Zapier. So I'm curious what the difference is between the two. Well, ift is free, number one. So it's always free. You don't you don't have to pay for it when you use it, no matter what. With Zapier, you get certain amount of zaps per month and a certain tier of apps that you can use. So you might find out, oh gosh, I have to pay. That's one of the premium. I think it's it's like a premium or something like that, they call it, that in order to use Zapier's functions, whereas Ift is always free. Um Ift is big in the home automation realm. So I think that's really where they got their hooks in, so to speak. Whereas Zapier is more kind of business and technical. Um, there are some things that work in both. So for example, Square for the longest time did not have any connection to Zapier. Then they came on board with Zapier. Um, I know one of the things that I use IFT for a lot, and I don't think this has changed, I'm looking now, just checking, is they have an Android and iOS app. I love the Android app with IFT because if I get a text message, and I've talked about this in one of the technical articles, text messages can't be tracked as easily as a phone call or an email or something like that. But IFT says all my text messages that go to my phone can go somewhere else. So cool. they automatically go into my email system and then they get attached to a ticket automatically, which nice. is really nice. What if you have like a, a personal text or something? Does that get translated well, to a ticket? I, it does, but that's one of the things is I have a work cell phone now and a personal cell phone. Ah, nice. So when okay. people text the personal cell phone, I, I don't respond. I'm like, oh, yeah, you need to text the work phone. I'm so sorry. I didn't see that. That was my personal phone. Right. Please call the main number. Um, the other thing is I have, yes, yeah, it's, it's mostly what connections they have. The other device I have that I absolutely love is called Automatic, and it's something that goes to the, I think it's OBD, onboard diagnostic port on most cars. And it's kind of a low jack. It, it tracks everywhere I've been, which sounds a little bit creepy at first. But if you're tracking your mileage and we're thinking, oh, what are right. quick ways I can shave off five, 10 minutes a day? 
And I don't have to track my mileage because I have the automatic. It tracks the mileage. And what's cool is with Ift, it goes ahead and puts it in a spreadsheet for me. Nice. Yep. And like like the phone calls, um, any call that comes into our main number with the Android phone, it tracks them and puts them into a Google spreadsheet. Um, and even records the time of a call. So, so this this kind of gets back to like the um the uh what is it the 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 quantifiable um, life that we're living where we want to kind of track everything so we can make things efficient. We can see where there's inefficiencies, you know, with smartwatches, this came, you know, has been popular where you track your, you know, your sleep habits and your, your calories and your steps and stuff. And then you could try to make that stuff better slowly through just habit changes in your life. And I can see something similar being done um, in business, especially, you know, with all of, all of the stuff you're using. And that's and that that is the exact point. Is one of the things that I asked at, at early on was where does my day go? You know, you were talking. We were talking mm-hmm. in the pre-show about being efficient and stuff like that and being productive. And it's like there's some days that I have my to-do list and I have my cup of coffee, and it's seven o'clock, and I'm like, I didn't drink my coffee, and did I make a to-do list today? Oh my gosh, I got nothing done. Mm-hmm. And really, between looking at the phone log from 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 Ift and looking at the automatic log in Ift on, on the go they both go to the same Google spreadsheet. I'm like, well, that's because I was driving for two hours to this client. I was on the phone with this client for this long, and I say, I may want to drop this person. This is not an efficient use of my time. So it's an, a, an object, objective measure of where my day has gone. So I can say subjectively, well, no, I, did, I don't know what went wrong today. Everything went pretty normal, and then I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what happened. So what are, what are some examples of um, some efficiencies that you've gained through through this automation or some ways that you've kind of discovered maybe some things that, that you've adjusted? Um, well, it's with, with the IFT stuff, I have tried to track my time on the phone better and related to clients. So I can look very quickly if a, a call took a long time and they are not a profitable client at that point, I can consider dropping them. And that goes back to the Mike McCallowitz pumpkin plan. If there's these little pumpkins that are taking all my time and I am not able to take care of my big pumpkins and take and, and grow them and stuff, I need to drop those smaller clients that are taking too much of my time. So that, right. that's yeah. definitely one thing I track. Um, that's, that's kind of what I do with IFT is more the tracking and, and some of the efficiencies there. With Zapier, that's where we kind of get more a little bit into the marketing stuff. Like uh, I use Repair Shopper and you know, Repair Shopper has hooks into MailChimp but, and, and they have their own uh, follow-up service with that marketer. But I don't like having all everything about my business in one particular system. I kind of like to diversify. So one thing is whenever I create a new client in repair shopper, it automatically with Zapier pushes out to, um, to MailChimp, but it does more than that because not only does it push out to MailChimp, it pushes out to my Google contacts. So now when I look at my phone, I've got a special account where I can see all my client information without ever having to go into a repair shopper. But right. wait, there's more because then <laughs> on my computer, it automatically syncs with my iCloud. So I haven't figured out quite how to get, as last time I checked, there wasn't an easy way 
to zap a contact directly from uh, Zappy, or directly from Repair Shop or into iCloud. I needed a conduit on my computer. But there's like another thing that happens. So every time a new client is created, we go ahead and it, it creates them in MailChimp, it creates them in Google Contacts. Then what I really like is it integrates with Todoist, which is a, it's an online to-do app. But And I'll give uh, Ramey Bell credit for this. This was discussed in the Computer Business Marketing Group. He sends out a thank you card to clients. Um, I used to do that at the beginning, and then I got too busy. <laughs> and then I revisited that because it was like, who has the time to track all this information? Right. So every time a new client is created, it, that zap, one of the directions it goes to is Todoist, and there's a note. Create a thank you note, and there's all the client information. I keep the thank you notes in my car. So if I have five minutes to kill, I go ahead and write that thank you note to the new, I only do it to the new clients, but still write that thank you note. Hey, it's great to do business with you. I look forward to a healthy relationship with you and drop that off in the mail. And I don't have to remember that stuff. That's what I think right. a lot of this automation does is, you know, you need to do these things and the easier it is to get it done, the less you have to worry about it. That's why we have automatic seatbelts rather than having to plug them in because that two seconds you forget sometimes and those things add up. Right. And that, that also, um, when you are, it, and that helps you be able to use all of these different uh, services because uh, whether you want to or not, you kind of have to end up using different services. Even if, you know, you're all in on repair shopper, you still need, you know, um, other uh, software to do other things in your business. And, uh, and one of the biggest banes of, of your existence as an, you know, having everything online is, is having accurate records in every, every area. So you have a customer that you entered in one place and then, you know, but they're not in your, you know, your contact list on your phone or they're not in, you know, some other service. And so it's cool to be able to, you know, have some one point of entry for your customer information. And then that just get zapped out or whatever to all of the different services. Um, that's not something you have to remember to do. Um, number one, you don't have to remember to do it. Number two, you don't have to spend the time to, end, you know, be data processing and just basically do data entry to all these different services that you're using. Um, so it saves time. It saves, um, it, it saves your, uh, you know, you from needing to remember. And it's really cool because I've got something similar set up for tech site builder. Like when a new customer signs up for tech site builder, um, it, it takes all of their information and it creates uh, it adds them to a spreadsheet I have where I track all of the customers. It creates a process that then goes to my VA Madison who will run through some different setup things that she needs to do um, for the customer. And, uh, and so not only does it uh, help you um, to not need to hire a lot of people to help you with all this stuff in your business, but even if you do hire someone, it helps to kind of keep the flow of information moving um, between them and help keeps things processed in a process so that um, there's, you know, balls aren't dropped and people don't have to have, you know, superhuman memories. Yep. Yep. There's a lot with, with automation. You can very easily put in a lot of checks and balances so things don't fall through the cracks. Right. One thing I like was I love the, the review funnel systems that ask mm. people, hey, how did we do? And ask them if we did awesome, leave us a review. If we didn't do awesome, please let us correct it. Right. frustrating thing, me as a consumer, if I call your business and I complain, and then the next day I get this survey, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm upset. Why are you asking <laughs> me what kind of job I did when I just called you yesterday and said you did a lousy job and I'm frustrated about it. Right. So I don't like full 
complete automation. I still want that human intervention. So like one thing that I do is when repair shopper closes out an invoice, it said Zapier says two weeks from now, send me an email to remember to send them a review link. Mm. So there's still that human being. And one thing that we do is we'll just double check. Have they called in, in the past two weeks? Is everything okay? If everything's okay, it goes out. If once or twice where we haven't checked, ooh, that, yeah, they're, they're not happy about that. When they're like, you're asking me how you did when I just told you yesterday how you did and I want this corrected and what's up with that? Um, right. It's, 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 it's saved a lot of problems overall. And that's one of the things that also Zapier does is when we close an invoice, we use a service called get our gather up, which used to be get five stars. It automatically pushes the client information to that system. And then that triggers the two week reminder to send out the link. So we just double quick check. Everything's cool. If we had a bad experience with a customer, um, again, and make sure that there's a human that gets involved before we send out that link. But that reminder's there, which is that happy middle ground of complete automation, but human curation and intervention. Yeah, that's that's definitely a line that 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 uh, that's always kind of that you're walking right. You want the automation, and we talked about this before when we had the the our guest on from Drift, the the chat uh, software, um, where you know they have the chat bots that that are that have like this automated sequence, but you you still you know want to make sure that you have some kind of human there that's able to answer the questions or that's able to take some you know curveball that they throw at you. Um, and you know, people, when they interact with a business, they don't want to feel like they're interacting with a robot. They want to feel like they're interacting with a person. Uh, so yeah, I, I like the idea of the, uh, the automation augmenting the personal experience. So it helps you remember, it helps you, um, keep everything in sync. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're still the one dealing with the, the customer and, uh, you know, all, all of us, you know, can relate uh, when we call up someplace and we have to go through the never ending menu of press two, press five. Uh, and we're just trying to get a simple thing done and we can't get it done. The worst is, is the ones that um, make it hard to even be able to press a button. You have to say what you want, you know, say what you, what you want. And of course it's noisy or, or you're, you're, you're not able yeah. to you're on a cell phone and the connection isn't good. And so you say like, uh, you know, I, I need help with my cable bill. And they like, okay, you want us to install a satellite, please. You know, <laughs> like what? No. Uh, so it's frustrating. We all know it's frustrating. Yeah. So we definitely want that human interaction uh, first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing that, you know, that kind of leads to one of the other things that I know is controversial is I tend not to answer my phone. People are like, oh my gosh, how can you not answer your phone as a business owner? Well, because I used a combination of Google Voice and another service called Umail, which has the same basic thing. They take the voicemail message, convert it to an MP3 file and give me the text. I can listen, I can read faster than I can listen. And instead of retyping all that information onto the ticket, it just goes into an email account. That email gets forwarded to Repair Shopper. And we have the text of what the client is asking for and the audio of what it's asking for. And sometimes I'll call them right back. I'll just say, hey, I was on the other line, that type of thing. Most people are cool. I've had very few complaints that I haven't answered the phone live. and. When I've had people complain about that, I've had people call within five minutes saying, "Oh yeah, I I was I needed someone else," 
And right. if you if you are that impatient, at least for me, that that is not a not good the type of person. Because yeah. It's frustrating when people call, make an appointment. We literally, if we cannot see them that moment, like people say, I'm looking for your office now. Um, I can't find it. I want to bring in my computer right now. If I can't take care of you right now, sometimes they'll just go to someone else. So that that leads me to kind of one of the other things that I do with automation. And Paco talked about this last week, and I wrote a technical article about this a while ago, a service that I love called AppToto. And it looks at my Google Calendar, and it will send the client a phone call reminder, a text reminder, and an email reminder about their appointment. Wow. So I'm not wasting time going out to a client. Yes. It's set to 25. We have it set to 24 hours before send you an email. If you don't respond to that email, um, six hours, I think it's six hours later, it's, it texts you. And then if you still don't respond four hours before the call, it calls you and it's, mm. it's just a computerized voice saying, Hey, you've got an appointment at such and such a time with Dr. Dave. Will you be there? And they confirm, and then there's no question about us going out to a client that's not there. And if for some reason they don't show up, it's like, but you confirm the appointment. Now, what happens if they don't confirm at any of those steps? Do you not show up? We So we'll show up um, in Repair Shop or when we send out a confirmation of the appointment. It says our cancellation policy right okay. there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to give us, and I think it's pretty lenient. It's four hours notice. Give us four hours notice um, if you can't be there because stuff happens and there will be no missed appointment charge. Most doctors are 24 hours. And I'm not super strict about that. Basically, as long as we don't show up or you are, we're not on our way over there, we accept right. cancellations. What I don't like is when we show up on the door and, and someone says, well, I thought it was tomorrow. <laughs> well, you confirmed today. Right. Um, or I just wasn't ready or the classic, well, I fixed it myself. Okay. Can, can I call the pizza place and say, you know, you said it was 30 minutes or less, but man, we've been noshing on chips and stuff like that. So I'm sorry. I'm totally full. So yeah, yeah, it's, (laughs) You can't. I, I love when 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 we use analogies like that because it makes so much sense. For some reason, people feel like they they can you know the rules are different for computer repair people. For some reason, I don't know why. You know, I, I have thought long and hard about that. I, I wish I knew the answer. There's a lot of stuff we put up in this industry yeah. that most other industries don't put up with. True story. Got a doctor's office that called me today and said they, they were having a problem, and they said, uh, we're here for the next hour. Can you fix it? Um, no, I can't be out there in an hour. No, I'm sorry. Right. Um, and like I have nothing better wanted, to do, right? <laughs> yeah, I still wanted to call and say, I want to call them and say, my back's hurting. Can you see me in the next 15 minutes? And see right. how, how that goes. And I actually, many years ago, I did that one time because I knew the client pretty well, and it was a joke. And she's like, oh, you're a professional. I get it. And she bills the exact same rate I did. And I was like, right. well, but it's the computer. How is that any different? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, you know, so everyone has an uncle or a cousin or something that quote unquote fixes computers. And so maybe they feel like, hey, if, if you know, if they can do it, then anybody can do it. And it's not that, you know. Well, and that leads to some of the things that we've been talking about. The one thing that I think does make a difference when you talk about, well, anyone can do this job. Well, 
anyone can do a Band-Aid, anyone can do surgery. Given the right circumstances, anyone can possibly do anything. It's whether you're a professional or not. Right. I mean, you hear these people on the plane all the time delivering babies and stuff. Well, why do I have to pay you $1,000 to go to hospital when I just saw on the news last week some stranger looked on YouTube and was able to deliver a baby? Because we're professionals and we have everything from the way we schedule a client to the way we accept payment to the way we present ourselves, again, cool little golf shirt or uh, bowling shirt for those that can't see on the podcast. All these little things make a difference that you're, I'm a professional and I expect to be treated that way. Um, and if you don't like it, well, there are Craigslist people. Um, I joke, well, well you can, you can find someone cheaper or something like that in Craigslist. Um, probably somewhere before escorts, but not as far as massage therapists. So I was like, oh, okay. I, I sort of get what you're saying. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, so any other, uh, any other apps or kind of cool kind of automations that you have set up in your business that you want to cover? Well, I, you know, I haven't played with this, this new sponsors tool yet, but I do have software that does, it's called Alfred and it's like any type of text substitution things. I've got about 10 different mm. things that do text substitutions because mm-hmm. things about directions, things about rates, stuff like that. I can do it on my iPhone. I can do it on the computer so I can respond to these things a lot quicker. Right. The way I usually find out what I need to automate is that goes back to the tracking with the IFT. What are what am I spending my time on and what am I repeating? And is there a way to prevent myself from repeating that? And if you just go in each day with that mindset of, is there a task that I can automate and make my job easier? And like you had got in a virtual assistant, I now have an office manager. And by automating this stuff, I could easily redirect things instead of reminding me to send out the review request in two weeks, now she can do it. So it was very easy to pivot once you have things automated from doing it yourself to having the computer do it to having an assistant do it. Yeah, and that's one of the, the complaints I hear about uh, people who like maybe are hiring for the first time is that you know I'm spending more time training and supervising this person than I would be if I just did it myself. And one way you can get around that or make that easier is to, you know, create processes and automate. And then, uh, you know, and then basically what the, what the assistant or the person you hired is there to do is they're there actually, you know, doing the, the person to person stuff, but all of the systems around them are automated so that you don't really, you know, there's checks and balances there, you know, each time they do something, they're following a checklist and, and there's not a lot of room for error other than they just forget, they skip over a step or they forget to do it or something. So it really makes the hiring process a whole lot easier and a lot less frustrating, um, which is, uh, which is nice. Absolutely. You know, Mike Michalowicz's new book, I'm such a fan of his, is Clockwork. And he has the most brilliant idea in that book that I never thought of before. This was sort of after I had my office manager, but whenever I have a to her do a new task. He says, anytime you want to train someone on something, you don't have to spend time documenting and writing things down. It'd be awesome if you have the time. But the next time you do it, either put your cell phone and talk out loud to it or any of these screencasting programs, just start recording your screen and start talking to yourself. That way you have it recorded and that way you're not spending extra time training someone. You're just doing your job and someone's watching over your shoulder in a virtual sense. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. I need to start doing that because a lot of the a lot of the best ideas I come up with are when I'm walking my dog. 
And it's, you know, it's been scientifically proven that when you're exercising or when your mind is not focused on a task, it's when, you know, you're able to actually think of like broader, higher level things. And it's so true. When I'm out walking my dog, I start to think about, oh, hey, I can improve this part of my business or, hey, this is something I want to remind Madison about. And, and I need to start doing that just, you know, cause it's, it's hard to walk in and type at the same time when you have a dog on a leash. So yeah. um, I need to, you know, use that, uh, have, have some kind of voice app where I can just record it and, and then have it automatically, you know, send off somewhere and create a note or automatically send to Madison or something. That's definitely something I'll have to And I have that with Ipt. I, everything that goes into when I do Siri and I set a reminder, the iCloud reminders then sync with my Todoist through, I think it's, no, actually it syncs somewhere else. And then it syncs with Todoist. <laughs> it's complex. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can do that and it can go multiple places. And then if something I want someone else to do, it's automatically delegated out there. So the more you can create this um, redundancy in what you're recording, the more flexibility you have to delegate it to someone else. Very cool. And then what are you using um, for, for automating your marketing? So I'm thinking things like, you know, social media or email newsletters. Oh, yeah, we like didn't that. even talk about that. So I use, I use Buffer. Mm-hmm. Buffer is awesome because it pushes things out to Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Google, Twitter. Um, and I have a very specific process on that. Anytime I read something on the web or through my news readers, it goes into pocket. Mm-hmm. And from pocket, it goes, I say, okay, this is something I want to share with my readers and followers. I will go ahead and push it to Evernote. Then about once a month or so, when I have some time, you know, we all have those down times in our businesses and you're like, you're like, man, I could have gotten so much done. And what I do, I watch cat videos on the internet. <laughs> so those times when I want to do that, I'll open up Evernote, look at those links and just push them out to buffer. And I've got, with the free plan, I want to say you get like 25. I think I'm on the 100 plan, so I can do 100 at a time. So I've got three months of social media pushed out in advance, generally. And I never get to where it's empty. And then someone will say, oh, hey, I saw that really cool link that you tweeted. Like, I'll go to business function. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I thought about that six months ago. Uh, (laughs) I, I have no idea what I tweeted last week and stuff like that. And friends that know I use that say, you were at this conference and you were tweeting. I know you weren't tweeting. I know you were doing <laughs> Yeah, else. you were doing something else. Yep. Yeah. So I use that. Yeah, absolutely. Buffer is, is, and there are, you know, there's Hootsuite and stuff like that, but Buffer is the one I like because it's integrated right into the browser. I can click a button and it's pushed out. Cool. Um, and then uh, what was the other thing you mentioned? I use buff. I use pocket to first oh, read it. Pocket um, it goes into pocket, and then right. it goes from pocket to Evernote, Evernote and, to Buffer. <laughs> and we'll have uh, we'll have links to all like this plethora of of apps yeah. we're talking about in the show notes. So this will probably be the longest show notes page in the history of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Uh, and people we, who know me know that that's not surprising at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so and then for newsletters, I do Mailchimp. I mm-hmm. have a combination of doing MailChimp with um, the technical artic- articles, the newsletters that they oh, give. Okay. Yep. So I go ahead, I'm a subscriber to that, and I have those queued up a few months in advance. So they automatically go out with MailChimp. And then with Repair Shopper, I have, I have two lists. I have your customer list, and I send out a newsletter to all my customers regardless four times a year. 
Those people that subscribe to the newsletter get it every month, and those are the technical newsletters. Mm -hmm. What's nice is when I send out the confirmation of the appointment with Repair Shopper, it has at the bottom, hey, subscribe to our newsletter. So they could get the, as a customer of mine, they'll always get the quarterly newsletter unless they opt out. But then there's this other list that gets the monthly newsletter. Those are my highly engaged customers. And that's all automated through... Once they get the confirmation link through Repair Shopper, they go ahead and get that that um, link for Mailchimp, and then again that zaps out to the master list in Mailchimp. That's also the one that goes everywhere else. Cool. Uh, wow. So my head is spinning a little <laughs> bit after all of that, but uh, um, you definitely motivated me to revisit all of my automations, and 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 it's cool because it's something that once you set it up, it just kind of runs. And then you can go in every now and then and tweak it or add a couple steps here or add a few things there. And eventually you have these kind of cool systems that are running that you never could have done on your own, you know, previously. And so it's kind of cool. Um, I, I'll every now and then just log in as, to Zapier and take a look and see how things are going and and add a, an extra step here or there. And it's it's really cool. And it's a lot of fun. I, I like messing around with that stuff. And it, it uh, looks like you do as well. So uh, great. Uh, if folks wanted to, you know, get in touch with you and pick your brain on automation. What's the best place they could find you? Sure. I'm, I'm on Facebook. Um, either you can find me at Dave Greenbaum or Dr. Dave computer repair. Um, I am on Twitter at called DR Dave, the web called DR Dave KC um, and LinkedIn and, and all those great and wonderful places. <laughs> all those, all those places online. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, great. So that's going to uh, wrap it up for um, the uh, the featured section of this episode. Um, I uh, let's see. We also uh, we mentioned already mentioned TechSite Builder in the TechSite Builder question of the week. Um, but just to remind you, TechSite Builder is the hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT business. Um, we're currently working on a few new concierge services for TechSite Builder. Um, so these are kind of uh, extra um, items that you can use to uh, help you uh, take your website to the next level. So we're constantly thinking of uh, additional services and additional things that we can use to help uh, help out uh, all of our users on TechSite Builder. And then uh, we've mentioned it a few times, but there is a computer business uh, marketing Facebook group. So if you're into Facebook groups or you're like hanging out on Facebook, then definitely jump into the Facebook group. That is where a bunch of over a thousand computer business owners and marketing professionals hang out and help each other with their marketing issues or answer marketing questions. And uh, we usually get a, a good feedback on on stuff that's asked over there. So check that out. Just head on over to techsitebuilder.com slash group or just search for computer business marketing in Facebook. Uh, And finally, um, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast and you want to check out the the large amount of of services and links and stuff we talked about, then just go to computerbusinessmarketing.com, look for the show notes page for this episode, which is episode 75, and then you can uh, check out the links and then leave a comment on the show notes and let us know what you thought about the episode. Uh, If you listen to this on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to leave a review. We haven't gotten a review in a while, so we'd love to hear from you guys and what you think of the show. Um, Sometimes it's lonely just talking to the world out there and not not knowing if people are listening or enjoying it. So we'd love to get your uh, reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. 
And finally, don't forget our sponsors. This episode, those sponsors are Mixmax and Tech Site Builder. Thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Music